Chetzarayim Tov, we continue in our Sefer Bayam Darkecha. And we just started yesterday discussing the Aseris Yemei Teshuva, the 10 days of Tshuva. We've already discussed Elul, we've already discussed Rosh Hashanah. So now we're on the 10 days of Tshuva, which is, as we said, a completion, a completion and a conclusion of the service of Rosh Hashanah to finish the first step which is the foundation of building a new connection with Hashem, which is to recognize the reality of Hashem and the depths of the unity principle. And when we finish that step one, by the end of the 10 days of Tshuva, we're ready to move on to Yom Kippur, which is the next step. And what we said yesterday is that we know there are 10 spheros, 10 energies that come from Hashem, although there's 11, because with Kesser, and although we intellectually accepted it all during the chauffeur blowings, as we explained in the past, but now each day has the unique energy that's actually coming down, and we must do something to actively integrate that energy within ourselves. As remember, we are all meant to emulate Hashem. And the more we emulate Hashem, in other words, Hashem is our essence. And the more we're focused on that reality and we integrate that into ourselves, the more we return to Hashem and the less likely you're going to make any Averos because when you're that close to Hashem, sinning is idiotic. It's not, it's not rational. It's not normal. And therefore, we want to develop part of that tshuva is to get closer and closer to Hashem in each and every one of those ways. So he's going to start by going through each day and it's pretty logical to flow. And it manifests, as we'll go today and tomorrow, it manifests in a number of ways. So we got, hopefully we'll get this all done, because uh, today and tomorrow, because the Sersi Mechuvah start on Shabbos. <laughs> so we got to get it in here. So, again, there's an assumption that you know the the Spheros, that we've talked about a lot, starting with Keser and Chachma Bina Das, all the way down to Malchus. Those are the energies that come from Hashem. So let's look at Rosh Hashanah is the first of the 10 days of Tshuva. And we're looking to repair the top sphere of Keser, which is the crown. And the crown, which is before anything that happens. And the crown represents Ratzon, desire. Before we do anything, before Hashem created the world, there was a desire for him to bestow pleasure to man. And that drove everything that God did. So this is the pre-thought pre stage. It's just that desire. That's the keser. And therefore Hashem sends those energies of keser into what our desire should be. So on this first day of Rosh Hashanah, a person should return in tshuva from the depths of his heart in every aspect that deals with desire and therefore there are certain things we desire that are not appropriate and I'm not talking it goes on saying Averos Averos straighten off are things that we should not desire but other things that are just a waste of our precious time a, a waste of our precious talents and what are we wasting our time desiring things that aren't going even if it's not a sin but it's not going to give us anything substantial in life. 
just wasting our time desiring things of non-consequence. So to stop desiring things that it's not fit and accept upon ourselves to desire only Hashem, a deep relationship with Hashem and His Torah and the service of Hashem because in the real depths of reality, this is the only true reality that exists. That is the first day. And the inner content of the Kesser is this power of pleasure, which is the source of all desire. We desire things that give us pleasure. So the fact we need to do tshuva on the fact that we've been, we've been unfortunately wasting our time looking for pleasure in the wrong places and to accept upon ourselves that the only true pleasure is that with Hashem from a recognition that there's nothing else but Hashem and Hashem is the truest pleasure that exists. So on top of us crowning Hashem as we spoke about that and on top of us saying that we are recreated today and now we start off as separate entities and now we choose that we want to be absorbed within Hashem's reality. That's all part of the coronation of Hashem. So now this is all meant to repair the energies of Kesser that we have. Hashem gives us energies of desire. But the problem is we take in those holy energies and put it in the wrong place. So on this day, when Hashem is given, where Hashem is being crowned, and with him being crowned, we really want to crown ourselves. That we have a focal point that's um uh what what what's it called? Uh, sensible, productive. That my whole desire is Hashem. And that's what Rosh Hashanah, as I crown the king joyfully, and I want to crown myself, meaning to say that I am now deciding what are my desires that are going to decide everything that flows from that. And that desire is to be totally incorporated within the essence of Hashem, to be his ambassador in this world. And that's the only thing I'm interested in. Now, there's a lot of things you can do with that and how to do that, but that is going to give you the ultimate pleasure, and that is the goal of the first day of tshuva of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, second day of Rosh Hashanah, second day of Tishrei, although the footnote will um, say that uh, he's going to explain, we already discussed earlier, that the second day of Rosh Hashanah, remember we said, is completing the outer service versus the inner service, okay? And even in the outer service, it's part of Rosh Hashanah, and that's part of the Tekiyas on the second day. But besides this, we have the Avodah, as we'll see, the Sphira of Chachma is coming up. So it's not only the outer service, but the Chachma that we're looking for on the second day. So that's the Sphira. So once you have Kesser, which is the pre-Sphiros, so to speak, it's the top Sphira, but it's the... Now we have Chachma Bina Das. So now comes Chachma, wisdom, which is the recognition of, intellectually, of the unity of Hashem until the stage that you feel beetle, you feel nullified before Hashem. 
And therefore, what is the tshuva that you're trying to do on this day? Well, what is the opposite of bitol? Is thinking you're a somebody, arrogance, things like that, which blemish your thoughts, speech, and action, and to accept upon yourself to be totally nullified within Hashem's reality uh, with a much deeper, um, uh, to a much deeper point. So, and that manifests itself by, the, remember we said, those external actions that we're doing now on the second day that are manifesting that true desire to be buckled Hashem. So that's the Chachmah. That is the desire to truly be nullified before Hashem. That is the ultimate wisdom that one can have. That's the second day of Rosh Hashem. Third day of Dishrei, which is Tzom Gedalia, is now the next sphere, is Bina, understanding, reflecting and yearning, and that represents enthusiasm. And therefore, we do tshuva on things that we were enthused by evil things or things we should not have been enthused by. Okay? And and uh, instead, uh, you know, and, and we took all those talents Hashem gave us and got enthused for things we shouldn't. Now we're reflecting deeply about the true reality of Hashem and now we're, we're nullifying ourselves already and now we want to be enthused and excited to everything as Hashem wants with a tremendous excitement. That's on the third day, which would be Tzom Gedalia, which would be Monday, next week. Fourth day of Tishrei, the next thing, Chachmabina, Das. Das means to translate the knowledge that you have of Chachma and Bina to make it, to live in that reality. It's to now understand based on these two previous ideas, I want to live in that reality and to do tshuva from the fact that we mistakenly lived in false realities and to accept upon ourselves to conduct ourselves actively only according to the true reality of the will of Hashem based on that unity of Hashem that all our actions should only be based on that true understanding that there's nothing else but Hashem. And therefore, things that we do on that day is based on that true understanding of reality. And so that is now the fourth day. Fifth day of Tishrei, fifth day of Tshuva, is the next the sphere of Chesed, which is the idea of love, which includes working on loving Hashem, doing things that show you love Hashem, doing things that show you love the Torah, and doing things that show you love the Jewish people. These are all connected. If you love Hashem, you will love His Torah, and you will love the Jewish people. If you really love Hashem, you're feeling that reality of, of that love. And you know that that is the true reality, and therefore when He looks at every Jew, it's not a separate entity because just like we, you are totally connected to Hashem, every other Jew is connected to Hashem, so that's part of who you are connected with. And therefore, demonstrative, now we're really going more uh, of feelings. Remember, it's feelings of love. We haven't done anything yet. Remember, till you get to Netzach and Hod, you don't really do anything. But feelings, you're looking at a Jew and you love that Jew. You think about how much you love Hashem. You think how much you love the Torah. 
and you and, and you're thinking about these things in a in a real way okay and obviously the tshuva that you're doing is for things you love that you should not have loved and desires of falseness and evil and say now I want to be truly involved in loving things that I should love and stay away from the wrong things that I loved sixth day will be gvura gvura's control and that idea is yira which poorly translated as fear but we, we translate as yira shemaim the uh, now of course on the simple level that's the fear of being punished but the deeper level is the fear of sin that you may have hurt your relationship with Hashem. Okay? Why is a person afraid of sinning? Because you know the worst part of a sin is to distance you from Hashem. And if you really want Hashem and you know how true that reality is, the thing you fear most is to make a mistake in distancing yourself from Hashem more so than the fact that you will be punished from that. That's not... And you can't tolerate being distanced from Hashem. And you're blown away by His majesty as well. And you do chew on the fact that you were lacking Yira Shemayim during the year. And you weren't so worried about your relationship with Hashem. And what happened? You were really more concerned and more worried from others. You were more afraid of other people maybe hurting you. Because if you're not understanding your relationship with Hashem, you're worried about other things that you shouldn't be worried about. So you want to perfect that as well. Seventh day of Tishrei is Tiferes, is the blend of love and control. And that we say is Tvekus, is total bonding. And you do tshuva by arousing yourself that, you know, to stay away from things that you bonded with that you should not, like certain taivas in this world. She said, I'm not interested in those taivas anymore. And I, and I just want to bond with Hashem and to recognize and to cling only with Hashem with a great sense of humility. The eighth day is the sphere of Netzach. We said it's victory, power. That's the real action stage, as we said. And the attribute of Netzach is to defeat the Yetzirah with stubbornness. That means when your mind isn't so clear and, the, and, you're, and you're caught in a position where you're a little bit compromised and you're a little weak to be stubborn and not to, and not to, uh, to give in to the Yetzirah and to remind yourself of all the reasons why you don't want to give in to the Yetzirah and defeat it because you remember how much Hashem loves you and you're remembering the truth and you feel the truth and you decide at this day to remember that love you have for Hashem and the love that Hashem has for you, etc., etc., And that will give you the ability to resist any of the overtures of the Yetzirah and that's the tshuva that you're doing for times when you weren't stubborn enough and you fell to the Yetzirah and, you, you, and sometimes you use the Mita of Netzach in the wrong way that you feel you have to defeat other people and win over other people instead of winning over the Yetzirah. And that's a real active stage where you're actively showing that you're conquering your Yetzirah. Which moves us to the ninth. Whoopah. Once, oh, what did, what did I do here? Oh. 
Okay, good. Now, the ninth day, now we still got a few spheros left. We're running out of days. We got three more spheros, but only two days. So the ninth day of Tishrei, Ervium Kippur, we take two spheros. Hod, it's humility, and Sod. Okay. So uh, we want to want to grab both of them, and the idea of hod is to admit to the truth, to admit the real reality of Hashem, even if you don't feel that fear, and that comes with the power of memory, to uh, feel how you felt earlier the flow of Hashem, and Hashem was in charge of everything, and accept upon yourself to admit and to thank Hashem always and to feel this as much as possible and to remember that everything that happens in this world is all coming from Hashem and therefore not to get nervous, not to get anxious about things because admit it all comes from Hashem and therefore Hashem is doing everything that's going to come out correctly and therefore to do tshuva and when you were thinking that other people were doing things or you were doing things when really it's Hashem who is doing things and that was hold. And on top of that, you got to do a second, which is Yesod, as we explained last Shabbos, is a bonding with Hashem to be connected even when you don't feel that bonding. And that's because you remember the bonding you had before. And even if you don't feel it, you will do it. And you make yourself a new, a renewed covenant with Hashem to be only with Him to only benefit from him and his closeness and to stay away from any other pleasures, as we say, don't bond with the wrong things, but bond with the right things. And to want to also connect everything in the creation to Hashem, to figure that everything in this world is meant to be bound up with Hashem and should be used for that purpose. And that's the tshuva where, where that, you know, you may have left the covenant. And we've talked, remember, that what was the problem? What is the wrong direction of your soul? Is when your physical body is doing things in a, with the uh, reproductive organs in ways that should not be doing it. Your eyes are looking at places shouldn't be looking. Your mouth is saying things you shouldn't be saying. So we change that and we bond our speech and our eyes and our actions to things that are productive that brings Hashem's reality into being. And finally, on the 10th day of Tshuva is the Indian of Malchus, the last one to accept the yoke of heaven. And that is the final result in the serving of Hashem and to bring out the light of Hashem in the world and to complete the process that it's brought out on the world. And that's going to happen on the 10th, which is Yom Kippur. So these are the things you got to be working on. Every day is another meal. That's why I was, over the whole summer on Shabbos, I was working on each one of the meadows so that we now have a little handle on what those meadows are. And even if you don't have a full degree of handle and you can't spend the whole, but at least a little bit think about this. Now the question is, when is the time to do this? When is the time to think about this and make certain commitments? So he says... Really, you should be, you know, uh, you, you, you want to, to repair 
everything you blemished from the year before and now get a new uh, connection or acquire this level for the coming year. That's what you're trying to do. But the most auspicious, you could do this any time of the day, but the most auspicious time is during davening. Three times a day, specifically, the no, specific, all the days, even on a regular weekday. And that's specifically when you say the Amida, and when you're saying the insertion of Zochreinu L'chaim Melech Hafez B'chaim V'kosfeinu B'sefer HaChaim L'man Cha Eloi Kim Chaim The first insertion. The first insertion. Zochreinu L'chaim. And then you go back to the regular Melech Ozer U'moshiyam again. So when you're saying the insertion, remember us for life, the king who wants life. Write us in the book of life. For your sake, O living God. And then the regular parts of the Midah, Melech, Ozer, are the king, the one who helps, the one who saves, and the one who shields. In the three prayers that you do, that's the time to think about that particular Midah of the day. So, Remember, we discussed this idea of relationships. There's the achor, the backwards relationship, back-to-back. And then there's the panim, the face-to-face relationship. If you recall, we said when Hashem created the world, He created man, it was back-to-back. Why? We had no choice. We, we were totally connected to Hashem. We're totally, at the pre-creation state, we're totally connected to Hashem. We have no choice. Then Hashem did the nasira, the sawing, he separated, and now you got a choice. Do I want to be with Hashem or not? And you can choose no. If you choose yes, now it's face to face. It's a, so there's two ways. I'm stuck with you and I got no choice. And that played out with the creation of the first human being, which was a male and female who were back to back. Then when Adam slept, he sliced him. Now you can see them face, and now you can choose, do I want to be with this woman or not? That is the allegory of humanity in general played itself out on that first thing. We talked about this already a couple times. So now we're talking about you have this order. It starts off, you're totally connected. We said Rosh Hashanah starts everything from the beginning. So we're totally connected to Hashem and we realize that we aren't uh, anything. But then Hashem makes the slice and says, okay, now you can pretend that you're, you're your own being and decide what you want to do. And now you could have a face-to-face relationship. So this is what's happening when you're saying Zohreinu L'chaim. We are, uh, we, we have the flow, when we say the first section, of the backwards, back-to-back, which we'll explain. When you say Melech, Ozer, Moshim again, it's face-to-face. Okay, so... Remember, we said the idea of backwards, he's just saying the words, is the idea of iskafia, where you're forcing yourself. I have no choice. And I accept the yoke of heaven because I have no choice, because I'm connected to Hashem. And a person realizes Hashem, but uh, he doesn't feel it with all his heart. And uh, also, when the slice happens, and now he is. Uh, Separate from Hashem, he feels he's an independent reality. So I'm an independent person, and I'm I got to do what he says. So I'm forced to do it. Okay, so it's the back to back. 
you know, when Hashem, even again, once Hashem sliced us, we're still back to back. I have to choose to turn my face to Hashem. So we're created as one with Hashem. Fine. Then Hashem sliced us. So now I'm separated. Okay. But now I can say, okay, I'm separated from Hashem. And I got to do what he says. He's the boss. That's, I accept the yoke of heaven, but that's a lower level. But then the face, it's when you're turning to Hashem, it's clear you want to be included in Hashem's reality. And now the flow is straight on to us. Okay? And that is what we call ishapcha. You've turned everything upside down. There's two ideas in mysticism. Iskafya, I'm forcing myself. Ishapcha, I've turned it around. So when I feel back to back with Hashem, I got to do what he says. I don't have a choice. He's the creator. He's the boss. He rules. I accept the yoke of heaven. But then you got to say, but you know, I'm not, I don't only really want that. I want to turn around. I want to turn upside down, turn myself to face HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to want to be incorporated into Hashem and to want to feel this love because I have all this clarity. And now you're turning into good and you don't have to force yourself anymore. That's what it is in many relationships. You may feel, okay, I got I to gotta do this. I, you know, I got to be nice to my wife or she's going to have my hide. So it doesn't mean it's a face-to-face -face relationship. I'm doing it just to stay out of the doghouse. But what if you're doing because you really feel one with that person and you love that person and the greatest pleasure is what they want and you're not forced to do anything. It's face-to-face. -face. So therefore... We understand, so when we say the first section, remember us for life. You have to say, we're accepting upon ourselves the yoke of heaven and we're going to use the power that Hashem gave us for his honor and I want to um, focus specifically on the sphera of that day. Whatever the sphera is, from Keser all the way to Malchus, again, let's take you know, we'll, we'll discuss each one, but again, clearly, let's say uh, chesed, which is love. It's the easiest one to understand. So Hashem wants to pour in divine energies of love. So when we get to these words, because that is what the ultimate tshuva is. So we, when we say the words, remember us, we still feel separated from Hashem. But I want to get all these energies so I could do it for you, Hashem, because you're the boss. And I want to receive and feel and decide to do these because that's your will and to live truly that way. But that's all still back to back. Okay, you're God. You've given me strength. You've given me power of love. I want to use that power of love as you have commanded me to do. And I accept that yoke, although it's, I'm pushing myself for it. But when you get to the words, Melech, Ozer, Umoshiam, again, the king who, the king who helps and saves and shields, now we turn our face and we receive the Mida with a much greater clarity. Because since Hashem is more real, then the love or whatever gets strengthened until you feel there's no other way to feel. And you're filled with love. There is no other feeling to have. So in other words, we're talking about, I have within myself an ability to love. But we need help from Hashem to arouse it. 
So each day there's a different sphere coming into us. Hashem is going to give it to us. Now if we don't do anything, there's nothing going to come in. It's going to come and go right through. It's like you have a, a, a cup that's got a hole on the bottom. Nothing's going to happen. So there's two steps of integrating this energy that's coming to us. So on, uh, so on the fourth day, uh, the fifth day, when love is pouring in, it's God's divine love is pouring into us. And when we say the words, remember us for life. What's life? Life is living life the way it's meant to be lived with a connection to Hashem. And Hashem, give me all these energies of love that I meant to use in service of you to do things in a loving way, to love you, to love the Jews, to, <coughs> to love the Torah. But yet I feel distance, but I want to accept that yoke. I want to be able to display this love. But then you wanted to go one step further. Melech Ozer Moshim again. Now you're turning your face to Hashem and say, you know, and I realize I don't want it to be just as a separate entity, but as totally encompassed within your reality. And it's something I really want to do. As opposed to, okay, I want to have these energies so I can do my job. I want to have these, my job is to love you. My job is to love the Jews. My job is to love the Torah. Okay, that's nice. But if when you feel totally connected to Hashem, it's not my job, it's my pleasure. I want to be able, and that's Melech Hosea Mashiach. Hashem helps us. Hashem helps us <coughs> to transform it to a pleasure. Because now the flow is coming face to face. Because Hashem's um, reality is much clearer. And therefore, in every single prayer, we enter a new service. And we, we want to merit, let's go through these words, guys. Zohreinu <clears throat> l'chaim. Remember us for life. What is real life? What's the definition of life? No, where's the Torah mention life? A couple weeks ago, we read in the Torah, and you are clinging to Hashem. You're all alive today. Definition of life is bonding with Hashem. That is life. Why? Because Hashem is eternal. And when you bond with the eternal God, then you are bonding with eternal life. If you don't, every minute of your life is a minute of death. The minute you just lived is now dead and you'll never see it again. If it's a minute you lived with Hashem, Hashem's eternal, that minute is forever and that minute you're alive forever. So therefore, how does that happen? When you bond with Hashem and you're doing the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, so remember us for what real life is and what kind of life? The Melech the king who wants to give you life. It's not Hashem is trying to win. He wants to give you life. Write us in the book of life. There's a book of life and a book of death. The book that says, I want to be connected to Hashem. Why? For your sake, Hashem. Not for my sake. And what is that life going to mean? Well, it depends. If it's a life that I'm able to have the divine aspect of kindness... So when I'll do that, that's completely doing it bound up with Hashem. And that <coughs> means I will live that moment forever. That's what we're asking for. And therefore, on the, on the fifth day of the Sphira, 
Hashem can pump in all this energy of true divine love. And in the beginning, it's hard because you feel you're separate from Hashem. But then you keep saying, but I want it to be that I'm facing you, internalizing it. And then Hashem can pour it straight into you. And then you can be totally nullified to Hashem's reality and you can come to the truest levels of this avoda, Because that's what we're trying to reach. By the time we get to Yom Kippur, we want all ten spheros within our side to be perfected. And when you have that, you're totally ready to bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Yom Kippur. And that's what every day, just follow the ten spheros. Every day is one sphero except the ninth, which has to have two. You sowed and hoed uh, uh, and, um, and you sowed are two for that. And then Yom Kippur is Malchus. So that's what we have. Now, tomorrow, we're going to discuss or our voda of eating during the Sersimitri. There's a special avoda service of how we eat and how that connects to the ten spheros as well. Because right now, you've been praying, you've been talking. I want to actively demonstrate that you're doing something. And that's going to happen while you're eating, which is a fascinating idea that we will get to. Okay, Asher